0: Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here. I'm your chakra expert, your energy and crystal connoisseur, and your trusty spiritual BFF. Over here at Chakra Girl Co., we are giving you all the tips and inspo to activate your chakras to live a life that is both glamorous and grounded. Today is super special. We are talking to the OG. Boss Babe, Natalie Ellis. She is the co-founder of Boss Babe, which is the fastest growing online community for ambitious women. I'm sure you've heard of it, guys. We're talking... About spirituality and business, like things such as how to use your intuition to find your million dollar business idea, elevating your energy for more growth, money, and happiness, and calling in more flow and ease into your busy, hectic boss babe life. Natalie's also like the total queen of Instagram growth and has a program called Insta Growth Accelerator, and it looks so amazing. You guys should definitely check it out. We'll get link you in the show notes, but this is like a must listen for anyone who has business, wants a business, likes a business. (laughs) And there's seriously so many good takeaways. Guys, I am on this wild energy up level. I finished my 40 day Lakshmi mantra. I finished my 40 day Gyatri mantra. Things have really manifested like within literally you guys, within those 40 day mantras, we found it. We had to move, moved to like a super nice up-leveled place, got all new furniture. My husband quit his job to come on to Shocker Girl Co. full-time. I'm going to be working with a new PR company and just so many random clients and like new friends have been showing up in my life. It is seriously wild. You guys, I feel like something really big is coming on and like, I've been doing all of this like energetic work to clear out old patterns and old people and old habits and even old clothes. And I'm just really, really excited about it. And one of the things that I've been doing, which is my chakra tip of the day, I mentioned a while ago that I did a tapping session with Gala Darling, and it blew my mind how quickly I was able to like shift my energy. And I've actually just been doing like my own DIY tapping sessions for myself and pretty much every single morning I've been doing it. So basically you just like tap on certain pressure points, um, and they affect your meridians of energy. So they let go of old feelings and you basically like let the old feeling come up. For example, if you had like a money fear, you kind of like let that fear come up and then you keep tapping these certain meridians on your body and then you replace that feeling or replace that fat, that pattern with something that is empowering and just like a better more high vibe belief that's going to help you manifest. And it's kind of cool cuz like you kind of like start tapping about one thing and then by the end you're kind of like talking about something totally different. But I'm going to post a video in the show notes so one of my coaches, Gwen Dittmar, um, one of many. It takes a village people. Um, but she actually created a really great video teaching you how to do the tapping on your own. So I'm going to post that for you guys in the show notes. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in Gwen Dittmar, she only has a few video apps, videos up, so you'll find it. It's called like EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, which is another fancy schmancy word for tapping. Um, so Gwen is also my chakra shout out today, guys. She is, like I said, one of my coaches and she's just helping me break through a lot of energy stuff to make room for quantum leaps. She does breath work too, which is like a seriously wild experience that I've talked to you guys about. So check out Gwen, check out her videos, do the tapping. Let me know what comes up for you guys, because things that I've been tapping on are kind of like one thing is like the belief that things have to be hard because I've always, you know, worked my ass off and then like made a lot of money or became really successful. But I kind of like, there was this underlying belief that like it had to be difficult. So I'm like tapping that away. And I swear I've just been having like more fun and getting more engagement and just kind of like remembering that it is supposed to be, super enjoyable. And like, that's why we're all here. That's why we're all like going towards these desires is because we want a life that's enjoyable. So have fun, tap it out, check out Gwen and live your best lives guys. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind y'all how important it is to engage in your own daily practice. And if you're having trouble staying consistent with your chakra work or having trouble getting started or having trouble taking it to the ne- next level, My chakra meditation bundle for the modern girl is honestly going to change your life and your ability to manifest. So we are solving all your modern girl problems in these meditations, like social anxiety, finding your ideal love, finding self-love, and we're helping you tap into your intuition while obviously cleaning and activating your chakras. The meditations range from nine minutes to 15 minutes. So you always have time to squeeze in a quick meditation, even if you just like do it in the shower, because I know you're a busy girl, but your chakras need you. And you know what? They need me too. So let me meditate with you every morning. Go to chakra girl And if you use coupon code podcast, you actually get $10 off. So chakra girl coupon code podcast to get $10 off your chakra girl meditation bundle for the modern girl. All right, babes, let's get into this episode with Natalie Ellis. You are going to love her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. We are here today with Natalie Ellis. She is the co-founder of Boss Babe. You might have heard of it because it's the fastest growing online community for ambitious women. Boss Babe is all about supporting, encouraging, and championing other women, which we all need these days. And Natalie's also just like a total expert in social media, and she's literally like the OG Boss Babe. We all need to bow down. We've all been using that term, but it's literally her. So welcome to the show, and thank you for being here here, Natalie.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. That was like the best intro ever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's my specialty. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. So let's dive into our slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual?
1: Mm, Coffee.
0: Oh yeah. I've Um, been back on that tip as well.
1: Yeah. Coffee is definitely my daily ritual. I like it with butter, MCT oil, and a little bit of cretinine popped into it in the morning Mm -hmm. when I sit with my journal. Uh, No matter where I am, how crazy my day is, that's like the one ritual that always is the same. Um, And if I've got longer, I do a more luxurious ritual. But if if I only get to have coffee and journal, I'm good.
0: Good. So what are you journaling? Is it just kind of like a morning pages situation or do you have specific prompts that you use?
1: I normally freeform journal. I love to just see what's coming up. I feel like we need to like spend a lot of time like really emptying our subconscious and paying attention to all of those things that might just be sitting there. Mm -hmm. So I like to freeform journal. And then I normally find myself just writing out my like mantras of things that of ways I want to show up in that day and kind of preemptive gratitude. So things I'm really grateful for that haven't happened yet, but I know I'm planning on making happen that day. And that is one of my biggest, I think, secrets to success is being preemptive gratitudes.
0: Oh, can you give us an example? Like what would you write down?
1: So I would say, um, I am so grateful for the abundance today. We had an incredible day. We made half a million dollars. Um, it was so easy. It was, uh, effortless and a allowed me to serve millions of women or something that's just like a an example but i would dive into like being so grateful for the abundance and then i would get really specific Mm. Um, and i do it like very, very similar regardless of what going, what I've got going on. So say I've got a tough conversation that day, like we're all in business. We have those sometimes. I am so grateful that the conversation I had with such and such today was a great learning opportunity. And I was able to show up with grace, ease, and love. And, um, everyone was happy. Like just whatever's going on that day, yeah. I try to address and really set the tone for it. And it means when I go into that conversation that I might be seeing as difficult I'm like oh well it already went really well my subconscious can relax a little bit I'm not in fight or flight mode yeah Um, so yeah I love I just love preemptive gratitudes
0: I love that because you're already like in the vibration of it going the way Mm -hmm. you want it to go so it just flows yeah obsessed what is your go-to crystal my go-to crystal right now is rose quartz Mm, such a good one it's like kind of like, I don't know. I sometimes call it the basic bitch of crystals, but but everyone needs it. And I too, I'm like obsessed with it. Like I've got it like in every single room of my house. Um, but it's like, it's just one of those ones. It's like, no matter how like advanced you are in your practice, like everyone needs more love. Yeah. Just keep it simple. Totally. Who is your favorite Kardashian?
1: My favorite Kardashian is Kylie. I mean, she is, like, the definition of a boss babe, right?
0: Yes, 100%. Killing it. Oh, she's killing it. And I love that she just, like, came out with, like, a second business. And now she's going to be, like, have $2 billion any day now.
1: It's genius. Honestly, like, I pay so much attention to what she's doing because I would want to create, like, a boss babe is a brand like that like i'm not kylie genocide but in a sense of like boss babe being the brand and like spinning off multiple different brands from it that's what she's been able to do with the kylie brand just constantly yeah. like any brand she spins off is going to be
0: a massive success totally like so that is you- the definition of empire is just yeah. like all these things under your umbrella and oh i love it so yeah much. inspo goals totally <sighs> goals i like need to be friends with her and like yeah. just like you know, welch off of her high vibes. (laughs) Okay. What is a guilty pleasure that you indulge in that you think most good spiritual people don't do?
1: Mm. Sugar. Yeah. It's so good. Like really good cake. Like binge, watching, <laughs> binge watching on netflix with like really good cake and what just like cake of choice i mean it really depends on the mood right but i like i'm a big cake person so i do love like a chocolate fudge mm. or like a lemon or red velvet it really depends where i'm getting my cake from but yeah. there's nothing better to me than like if i have a challenging day or a tiring day or like i'm hormonal you name it yeah i just go get cake come back i like make a cup of tea i have my cake and i put on trash tv and i am like and also i get really into the drama of love like Reality TV. Like, I don't, okay. I'm not really like, I don't really have much drama in my own life. So, I really get my fix from TV. Yeah. And I will be so animated with the TV. Like, I'll be there alone. Like, if someone does something nice, I'm like, yes,
0: I'm, like, <sighs> laughing. Or, like, I'm full like, of cake, just like yelling at the TV. That is, <laughs> that's yeah, really know. stress.
1: <laughs> and I don't know how spiritual it is to like really get involved in that drama, but like, I love it.
0: Oh, I love it too. What are your shows of choice?
1: Very Calavari has been my latest oh, one. Oh,
0: okay. I
1: mean, she's also a boss babe, right? Like, yes. I loved watching her grow her um, store, which has been epic. Um, I'm really excited for the Hills to come back. I gotta admit. Oh my gosh,
0: I literally cannot wait.
1: How insane is that going to be? Like that, I remember watching the Hills back when I lived in England, where I'm from, and I was literally like 14. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go live there. Like.
0: Oh, I know. Oh, and you did it.
1: And I did it. <laughs> That's what oh started it all, like Laguna Beach, the hills.
0: I know. Like,
1: feel the rain. on Like, Yeah, it.
0: Natasha <laughs> Bedingfield. She really, <laughs> just really sparked something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, but I'm telling it now that I was in Vegas once when I was 21 and Brody Jenner put his hand on my lap and said he wanted to have sexy times with me. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, I love it. Did you have sex times with him? No. <laughs> oh, do you regret it or are you, good, are you good with that decision? What's that? Are you? Do you regret it or are you good with that decision?
0: Well, I mean, it would have been a really good story to tell. I think it's like almost a better story to that he wanted to and I didn't rather than if I did because I probably just would have like, he probably would have like totally just blown me off the next day and it probably wouldn't have been a good vibe.
1: Totally. But what if you were just like ended up to be like the new Kardashian.
0: <laughs> hey, that's still possible. I don't need Brody for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but then, no, because he, him and Frank, it was like, they were all there. I was in a limo with all of them, Elsie, Lo, um, who else was there? Frankie and Brody. And Brody and Frankie were so drunk that they were like pouring vodka on each other's heads. And like, it was so obnoxious. And me and my friend were like, <laughs> We're getting out of here. And we were screaming, the hills are dead to me. The hills are dead to me. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. That is a good story. I know. And oh, and also another little tidbit. Frankie was peeing in a bush and then fell over into his own pee. (laughs)
1: Oh my God! See, this is this is reality TV.
0: This is reality TV. Amazing. This was like before the time that people had cameras on, or had like video cameras on their. Phone. Oh my
1: God! Could you have imagined? Like that would have been viral. I know. I know. But you know what's so funny? Like. When you look back at a lot of the people that were on the hills and Laguna, they don't even have that big Instagram followings unless they are like the OGs, like LC. Yeah. They don't have massive Insta followings. I'm like you, oh, well, you were on TV in the wrong time.
0: I know. Because I know.
1: Now you get on one episode, your Insta blows up, then you get like a partnership deal with a brand, you get signed, like that's your career. I know. And- they just really missed
0: out. They really missed out. Even like Shannon from very Cavallari, like even her, like she's like killing it. And she was only on like, well, I mean, she was like a big part of the show for the first season, but yeah, I mean, yeah, she, doesn't need, she doesn't need, she doesn't need the job anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. I love
1: that.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Tell us about your spiritual journey and how it coincided with your business journey.
1: Hmm. So I've always been a very spiritual person. I was brought up that way. So I've always been, and what it's meant for me, what it it did mean, and it kind of does, but what it started with was just being very intuitive and following my gut a lot. Like I really do believe I kind of got to where I am now, which is, you know, living in LA and married to my soulmate, all of these little things that I wanted I got there because I followed my gut and I did a lot of things and made a lot of decisions that on the outside might have looked ridiculous but I've always really really trusted my my gut my intuition I think that is the foundation of my spiritual journey is just really trusting that so that's that's been the biggest thing that's where it started for me and I would say I started getting deeper into my spiritual journey when I was around 22 so I was starting to find like different things, like kundalini I would try, and i start realizing I felt differently. Meditation, I'd start realizing I felt differently. And it was something that I just wanted to explore. So when I was 22, I started trying lots of different things, kind of on a quest to find the spiritual practices that made me feel connected. And um, that's kind of where it began. And once I started leaning into that, I just started to feel part of something that was way bigger than me Mm -hmm. like I was brought up really religious and always believed in God and then I remember when I was like 14 being like this makes no sense to me anymore I'm tapping out and whilst I still kept the spiritual intuitive side I was not a believer in God at all Mm -hmm. and actually like starting to experiment with different spiritual modalities and things when I was 22 really started to lead me down that path again of believing in something bigger you know like beyond what we see and that's really where it all started and for me my spiritual practice looks a lot like meditating it's very introspective it's um channeling spirit and using that to be able to make decisions Mm -hmm. or to be able to figure out situations and understand them a little bit more it makes me a lot more empathetic um and it's, it's just kind of deepening and deepening. Um, one thing that's really, really allowed me to deepen my practice has been plant medicine. That's something I was introduced to um, about a year ago. And I feel like it, at each point in your spiritual journey, you decide to make that decision to take it a little bit further and go a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah. That's there's always it's, like a new modality that takes you to the next level.
1: Yeah. And for me, it's always been about finding the modalities that really feel good and really work for me. Yeah. Um, and so plant medicine's been great. Breathwork is something that really helps me feel so connected. And after So
0: wild. Breath-
1: yeah, after a breathwork session, like, I am journaling like crazy. Like, yeah. I feel, like, so much clarity and so connected that I have, like, you know, like, v- very, very clear messages come through. Mm-hmm. So that feels really good. And I mentioned journaling in the beginning. That's a big part of my practice. I think, for me, like, a spiritual journey doesn't need to be any huge thing it's how you connect daily and how you really bring that into your everyday life and so journaling for me is just a non-negotiable and if that's the only thing I did I would feel very connected
0: Mm, I love that so much so when you are talking about like channeling what is your kind of process for that so if you're wanting to tap into your intuition and like channel you know the guidance what does that look like for you
1: for me, it's normally about getting into a place where I can quieten, quieten my mind. So it maybe would start with meditation. And the reason I would do that is it's so easy to kind of feel like you're getting a gut instinct and feel like something's the right decision when you're very hyper-stimulated and you've got answers coming at you from every, every kind of place you're looking at. And that makes it very, very hard to distinguish between whether it's actually your conscious and your subconscious just taking in all this information or whether it is a real deep instinct um, or intuitive decision coming through. And I feel like if I really quieten my mind and I do meditation and I'm in a place where I feel like whatever comes up actually you know, could come from anywhere as opposed to maybe the conversation I had five minutes ago or the notifications popping through on my iPhone that I might not have subconsciously seen, but someone just suggested I go and do something. And then I tune into that. And I think that's my intuition, but actually it's just my conscious taking in all of this like stimuli that's constantly available. So quiet in my mind. And I normally like to start just like with pulling a card or Um, looking in my journal at different mantras I've wrote. And just that helps me start to feel really connected in, and kind of puts me in a place where I'm good to flow. Mm -hmm. And then I'll start journaling. And I I love free form journaling. I love seeing what comes up. And I'll normally keep like, I'll normally go. And if I notice something comes up, which I find interesting and I want to go deep on, I'll write that as a title and then I'll freeform on that and kind of keep whittling it down and going deeper and deeper on those things.
0: Mm, I love that. And so when you were like coming up with your business, like, was that something that like was this intuitive download or how did that come to be?
1: No. So for me, I always knew I wanted to have my own business. I don't know what that was. I just always knew I wanted to, like I always saw myself as an entrepreneur, even though I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur was or meant at the time. I just knew I wanted to be my own boss. So that was that kind of feeling. And I started kind of experimenting with businesses when I was 13. I had my first like business where I was building websites and um, kind of grew from there. And When my intuition kicked in was I'd kind of been told, you know, you go to college, you go this normal route, you're very good at psychology, like that's what you need to do. So I applied for university, I was going to do psychology and I remember I was driving and basically I'm very type A. So I had wrote my entire application, I think like a month before it had to be submitted. So it was all done and it was closing, I think in 24 hours. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. It's going to close. Like, universities are going to take our applications and all of this is going to start rolling. I can choose which school I'm going to go to, all of those things. I remember that night I was driving and my ex-boyfriend was in the car with me. And it must have been at this point about 7 p.m. And I knew the the deadline for applications were closing at midnight. And he'd just done his application and, and he was talking about that. And I was driving and I was like, I need to go and change my application. I'm not doing psychology anymore. I need to do business. And he was like, Natalie, you've spent months writing your application for psychology. You cannot go and write an entire new application in a couple of hours. It's closing at midnight. And I was like, yeah, I do. That's what I need to go do. So I remember I dropped him off. I drove home and I rewrote my entire application before it was meant to be submitted. Mm. And it went in and I just felt so much relief. Like, okay, I'm on the right path. There was just something not sitting right with me. So I went to university and I did business management. And it was such a good door opener for me. It really took me out of the bubble that I was living in at home where no one had their own business. Like it was even kind of uncommon to go to university. It took me out of that bubble. And I started to explore lots of different ideas And I loved it. I was really, really good at it. And in my first year, I actually got offered like the dream graduate role that everyone in their fourth year is like wanting the offer that everyone is wanting. And I got offered that when I was 18. I was in year one and I have four years to go. And at the time I was like, oh my God, this this is exactly what I'm meant to do. This is a sign I should have done the right thing. Like so great. And as I kind of started to go through university, I kept having this feeling of it's not right, it's not right, it's not right, and as it was time to leave university, like I'd been there four years, it still didn't feel right to me. And I called up this graduate company and I was like, "Hey, I know you've kind of been waiting for me for four years, but I would just love a year off to think and travel and explore, and then I'm going to come and start working for you." And they were amazing. They were like, "Yep, that feel that's that's great. Like, go do your thing." But really, what? it allowed me to do was go and explore business idea and I made this pact myself if I can get a business idea off of the ground in a year I'm going to run with it and then I don't have to go to my graduate job and that was that decision was very like gut-led like I like I've said I think all of the decisions I've made my deepest spiritual practice is my intuition and making mm-hmm. decisions my gut and that was a really really big one and I never ended up getting the company off the ground in 12 months but it gave me the confidence to no to that job. I started freelancing to be able to afford to keep exploring the business. And then, since then, lots of those little decisions crept up. Like, I was doing the business and I just had this feeling of, you know what, this is so, so lonely. I think this is the problem I'm really meant to solve. I'm meant to solve this loneliness problem because where I lived, no one was talking about entrepreneurship. No one understood what I was doing. A lot of my friends from university fell out with me because they thought that I was just like wasting my life away because I wasn't taking a graduate job. I wasn't making any money. And I was like, this is really lonely and it's really difficult. This is the problem that I want to solve. And I think I got there through making lots of decisions and trying lots of things. Like they say, the best way to figure something out is to just try Just take action. And so that's kind of where it began for me. And it's been a combination of lots of those little decisions since like, I decided on a whim, like LA is the place that I need to be. And I hopped on a plane within 12 hours, I had knew absolutely no one. Or when I felt like New York was calling me and I wanted to go and spend a few months in New York, I booked that a month, uh, not a month, a week in advance and went out there. And I've just made a lot of those decisions, which on the outside might look ridiculous, but I've always trusted myself and I've always trust my greater purpose. And I feel like if I make those decisions that come up and I trust them, then everything else will unfold. And I have a lot of trust and a lot of surrender in that journey.
0: I love that. So how can we discern that like gut feeling versus, you know, something that someone else has put in our head or something that is coming from fear or like, is it like a physical feeling that you get or like, how can you describe that? Like that gut reaction?
1: I think it's what I was saying before about getting quiet because Mm -hmm. So, like, if you were to ask your gut right now, like, should I move to New York? Yes or no? The answer that comes up might not be the right answer. Like, it might not be what you truly want on, like, a heart or soul level, right? It could be because you were just having a conversation with your friend who was saying, don't go, don't go. Like, that's a bad idea. Whereas if you get quiet, if you're, you know, if you've got a meditation practice... If you put yourself in, in a space where you're not thinking, whether that's meditating, dancing, writing, like mindlessly watching TV, like I don't care what it is. If you put yourself into a space where your brain is resting a little bit and you're not thinking and you're not constantly being influenced by things around you, maybe not TV because that's influencing you, but uh, dancing is a great one or meditating. I think that's where you start to be able to understand what's a gut decision and what is a subconscious decision as opposed to what is being influenced by what's around you. Like I recently did timeline therapy and you would ask your subconscious a lot of questions, but you would do it after a meditation. After you were already really in a relaxed state, then you would ask and get those answers. And I think that's the missing piece. Like you can't just know always what the right thing to do is because we, I mean, we live in a world where we are, you know, constantly on alert, like there is stimuli everywhere, whether it's your iPhone, your laptop, um, technology around you, like conversations that you're here, like we are constantly being influenced. Every single Instagram caption you read is trying to influence you one way or another. And we need to have a practice of getting
0: quiet. Yeah. And I feel too, like, You're not going to find the path when you're at your computer. You know what I mean? You're not going to find the path when you're like trying to find it. It's literally something that has to be like intentional and something that you are, you know, asking for guidance on and being open to as well.
1: Yeah. And even going for a walk without your phone, Mm -hmm. like instead of like some people are like, okay, I'm going to go and take 10 minutes off and I'm going to go for a walk. And they spend the entire time scrolling through their phone. Totally. That's, that's not getting quiet. That's not really diving into what's going on for you. It's very much, you know, you see a lot. And I think it is more our generation almost being scared to be present. Mm -hmm. Like I had my grandparents stay with me a few months ago and I came in from the office and they were sitting on the sofa. There was no TV. There was no phones. They weren't even talking. They were just sitting. And I was like, are you not bored? And they were like, no, why would I be bored? there's nothing going on they're like that's okay I'm just sitting and that was a big reality check for me I was like wow that is presence and so many of us are afraid of presence like pure presence like no distractions pure presence and sitting with ourselves and I think if you're a meditator you have that practice but a lot of us and I think our generation are really scared of that because we're so used to having our phones attached to our hands 24 7 tv in the background podcasts in the background rather than just being like I love to drive and turn off a podcast like turn off the radio windows down phone is on silent let's just drive
0: yeah I'm totally like that like I never have music on when I'm at home like I'm just I really just like to be alone with my thoughts sometimes like (laughs) I enjoy my own company
1: yeah and it's important because when you enjoy your own company you get to really understand what's going on in your head like what are you thinking How are you feeling? Like, let's do a check-in.
0: Yeah, 100%. So when it comes to like the energy that it requires for kind of like opening up to this new version of yourself, like Boss Babe grew really quickly, what were some kind of like energetic shifts or practices that allowed you to receive that energy and that quantum up level? Because like, was there a time where it was growing really fast and like fear kicked in or how did you kind of manage the growth?
1: Mm. I mean, I could go down so many rabbit holes with this Mm -hmm. question. Like, listen, it was terrifying, to be quite honest. Like, I didn't come from a lot. Like, my family really, really struggled financially growing up. I was the kid that was on free school meals. And um, we we just didn't have financial abundance. It wasn't a thing. And so when I first started out in business, like as you'll know, it's a struggle in the beginning. And I went through a lot of years of literally barely getting by, barely able to pay my rent and things started to change. And I would notice at the end of the month, I had money left in my account and then my savings started to grow. And then the business started taking off and lots of these steps where it seemed, it seemed to happen overnight. Right. But it didn't like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I remember, um, I actually remember one point walking down the street and I had more savings in my bank account than I, than my parents have and my, like my entire family. And I remember just being terrified. I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to lose it all. This is terrifying. And that was the first thing that I had to come up against. I had this really, really big fear that I was going to lose it all. And I don't know where it came from. I mean, it could be something like my parents divorce or it could have been anything like there's so many things rooted in our childhood we we don't really know the answer to
0: totally because I I can totally relate to that and that's something that I've been like working on lately too is like that fear of like but if I become more successful what if it goes away it's gonna like hurt more Mm -hmm. um so how did you like what are the practices that you did to shift out of that
1: I mean mantras are a big one I started to every time I noticed I was like thinking that or feeling that I would have like a mantra of this is only the beginning abundance flows to me like all, like all of the things all of the mantras mm-hmm. that was really really helpful for me but just noticing it alone was really really important and just trying to examine like why am I feeling like that is there something in my life that feels unsteady that kind of thing and then it also showed up for me when I met my husband so I remember when I first met him, I hadn't been in a relationship for a really long time. After three dates, both of us were like, we are soulmates because we got married after six months. It was very, very quick. Mm -hmm. But I remember in those first early stages being so terrified to like really fall in love because I was like, this is it. But what if I fall in love and I'm going to lose him? It's going to really hurt. That was also really difficult for me to work through. And mantras had had been really, really helpful with that. And also just... I think we've got to give ourselves a lot of credit. Like, okay, I made it this far. Look what I've been able to create. Why do I not trust myself enough to think I can keep this and keep it going? And one one kind of thing I have in my head now is I know if the absolute worst case scenario ever, ever happened, I can create everything I've got all over again with
0: my business. Mm, I, know I, I always say that. I'm like, I know that if everything was taken away, like I could build something from the ground up and I'd be fine.
1: Yeah. So I think that's, that's really good. It's almost like you, you, you're fighting like logic with logic, like your logical brain's like, well, you could potentially, and you're like, okay, well, here's the logic. I could just build it back up again. Um, but it really is like that trusting piece and just kind of trusting yourself and knowing that. So that was definitely a big thing that came up. Um, and then another thing has been, our team has scaled so quickly Um, And so for a while, my focus, well, for quite a long time, actually, my focus has been on hiring really good people. I want to hire people that are much, much better at me and have their own zones of genius. And really, I I wanted to be able to replace myself. I wanted to be able to take myself out of the business. And that Mm -hmm. all sounded great. It's like, great. That's going to be amazing. That's exactly what I want. And then it started to happen. And I had this real feeling of, well, do I even matter if I'm not needed like, right. what is my purpose like I was I was really deriving like a lot of my self-worth from how busy and how unnecessary I was in the business yeah and stepping almost being forced to step away from that because I hired people to replace me and then I still wanted to get involved and they're like no you're not getting involved yeah um that was really really hard and I think building a business and kind of getting all of the foundational things that you need like revenue amazing team amazing all of those foundational pieces what that then leads you to do is look inward and you start to see places that you need to level up because at some point it becomes more about your leadership than your like strategic vision of because you hire people that can be strategic and you hire people that can lead things and it becomes more about your leadership like how do i lead people towards this vision and the strategy will come all of those things will come but how do I be that person and that's a very very like interpersonal journey um and that's been very very interesting for me like I've been forced to level up on so many different levels um for me difficult conversations and conflict and confrontation used to be the most anxiety inducing things ever like Mm -hmm. if I knew I had to have like a difficult conversation with someone I would feel nauseous all week long I would be so on edge. I'd be so anxious. Whereas now, I—I I mean, I just had one of them the conversation, uh, one of them conversations this morning with um someone that was partnered with the company, and I can go into those conversations with so much ease, and lead them from a from a good place as opposed to you know the place where you're you have butterflies in your stomach and you're just like get yeah, this conversation over. I'm so uncomfortable. And that has been a big, big win for me. And I'm like, I'm still learning how to be a good leader and I'm still learning how to make my team, like how to help my team feel happy and um, comfortable in their roles and also drive them towards a vision and keep everyone on the same page. And um, I'm still learning. It's a Mm -hmm. very big learning curve, but I think you are forced to really look within when it comes to that kind of thing.
0: So true. That's something I'm working on too, as well as like the whole leadership thing. I actually, my husband has come on full-time with my business and I'm like, this, there is a lot of learning to happen here. (laughs) But like, I feel like with everything that we've talked about today, um, the key is like, you are not going to know how to do this shit until you are like in the trenches doing it and taking the action before you have it completely figured out.
1: Oh yeah. And I still, I want to like say that again out loud for a lot of people that look in on really successful businesses or what looks like a successful business or a successful person like don't think that they've got it all figured out like at every no. single level you're doing something new and you have no idea what you're doing and you're just like you know what let me read a book let me go on youtube let me google it my entire business was built on googling how do i do this
0: yeah 100 percent.
1: i'm literally still googling things all the time
0: Oh, I know. I mean, I'm literally was Googling like man, like how to be a better manager, <laughs> like yeah. how to delegate. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone is just doing their best, but yeah, you're, it's like, it's like not knowing how to do it is not a reason not to do it.
1: Oh, hundred percent. Like it's, that is no reason at all. Otherwise no one would do anything. My first ever business was a food product. I did not have a background in nutrition. I knew nothing about manufacturing. And I literally Googled how to create a food product. <laughs> yes. And then I went from there and what an amazing like learning
0: journey. Right. You just figure it out. So what mantras or words do you live by? Um,
1: word, words are ease, flow, and grace. Mm. those three words I really really live by um mm-hmm. and for a number of reasons but that's how I want my days to go that's how I want my interactions to go that's how I want to approach different things and if I can approach a hot, difficult task or a hard conversation with ease and flow and grace then I know it's going to have a much better outcome and I know it's going to get rid of any anxiety that I have building up to it
0: mm, so true and speaking of The idea that we don't have it all figured out. Let's move into manic moments and manifesting where we get real about the last meltdown that we had and the last thing that we manifested. And I can go first. Mine is not business related, but as you guys know, I just moved. I've been talking about this bed that I like splurged on and I was like so excited about it. And I was like talking about how I manifested this dream bed So it got delivered and it would not fit in my elevator there was no fucking way to get it upstairs. And I was literally like freaking out. I was being such a bitch to the concierge. I was being such a bitch to the guys delivering my bed. I was actually embarrassed after about like how I was acting. Um, But this kind of ties into my manifestation after because I, so I had to order another bed, um, but they said that the only one that they had was one that had been returned. And I was like, oh, like, that's kind of gross. They're like, well, we've steam cleaned it. Like, it's like, it's like brand new. We'll give you 20%. 20% 20% off. And I was like, Ugh, okay, whatever. I was like, I'm just going to take this bed now and just buy another one later. Cause I needed one. Like I wasn't going to be like sleeping on my mattress on the floor. Um, so I was like, okay, fine. So they delivered it and it was like the wrong color legs. But what I had actually manifested was that they delivered me a brand new bed, and mm. I still got the discount I got the return price um but it was a brand new bed and then they came and like swapped out the legs for me so it worked out my home is just like my sanctuary now it's looking so so good and yeah manifested it
1: I love that That's a good <laughs> well, tell us about your last meltdown well, so what things I've manifested and things I've melted down over, very different. So I'll start with the good thing. I'll okay. start with the manifesting. Perfect. So um, I was chatting to a friend who was talking about an amazing company that just sponsored her podcast. And I was like, oh my God, that is the most aligned brand. So I pulled out my notebook and we have um, a head of partnerships with Both Babe and I wrote um, let... Audrey know about this company so I wrote that down closed my journal and I was just potting around doing things that day on my laptop and I pull out my Instagram I go to my other messages so I like check the other box and I had a message from that company reaching out saying they loved um, Boss Baby they loved what we were doing and wondered if we were open to having the podcast sponsored so I was just like this is perfect I screenshotted it and sent to the team I was like manifestation again Um, so good I like I like took a picture of my journal, and then a picture of the DM and sent it. And they were just like, it's like so normal that this happens. I do it all the time. It's so hilarious.
0: Well, and um, I think that's the key too, is like when you manifest something being like, oh yeah, this happens like making it like no big deal. Like, yeah, this always happens to me. Yeah.
1: Like, of course, of course. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. That's exactly. Oh, meltdowns. And this is like super embarrassing. So I Going through so much health stuff right now, and I basically am just not getting my period. I haven't got my period for about ten months now.
0: Oh my god!
1: Um, and so I started some um, bioidentical hormone treatment, and we were like, they were like, this is gonna make your period happen. I'm like, amazing. So I, I take it, and my period doesn't come, but every other symptom came. Oh no! And then you know when you're just like, my entire body felt like it was tensed up, and like my period just needed to come, but it wasn't coming. Yeah. And so. I was so irritated and like so agitated to like another level um, and I was in the car with my business partner Danielle and we were driving to Irwan to get some lunch and we pulled into the car park and I'm just like waiting there and the valet guy's pointing lots of people like to different places and he starts make he like starts raising his hands up in the air like, like just go, just go like shouting at me type thing. I'm very confused what's going on. So I'm like kind of sitting there, like there's no place for me to go. And he keeps like raising his hands so he's getting super angry. And I am normally not this much of a feisty person. I literally opened the car door and I was like, what the fuck are you shouting at me for? And I just, like, lost my shit. And this guy was like, um, he's like, I'm sorry, um, I got it wrong. I was like, okay. So I sat in the car, and then we finally parked, and I got inside. And I have never felt so guilty. I, like, went out to, like, look for this guy afterwards to apologize, because I literally, like, lost my shit with him. Oh, no. I was like, I'm <laughs>
0: fucking shouting at people, And then it's, like, after you do something like that, you're like, what kind of person am It, like, makes you question oh. everything. You're like, like Spiritual? Am I a good person? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know. In
0: my head, I'm like, Natalie, I thought you were better than that.
1: Yeah. And I'm like telling Danielle, I'm going to try eat my lunch. I'm like, Danielle, I'm so sad. She's like, Natalie, you're human. Yeah. Like, just get over him. Like, I need to go and apologize to him. I feel so bad.
0: We all do it. I'm like the road rage queen, so don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. You gave so many good tips. I want everyone to like go sit in silence listen to your intuition and fucking start before you're ready. Like get it out there, Google it, figure it out. Um, where can we find more of you?
1: Yeah. I've loved this so much. It's been so much fun. So refreshing to do this kind of podcast. So thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram at I am Natalie or at bosswave.inc. And if you want to check out our website, which we just have redesigned and it's like so stunning, it's bosswave.com.
0: Okay, amazing. Thank you so, so much, everyone. Go check her out and thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for being a chill chakra girl and tuning in to Chakra Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on chakras and on Amber Lee at theshakirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Chakra Co. Amberly loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.